And we join on the line now by our market analyst, Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela. Good morning. Hello. Good morning to you, Shakina. I ask his Pokemon, ask his mother. You didn't scream yeah. loud enough. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm very sorry to the Boca. I'm very sorry. I'm very, very sorry. But oh. Arsenal are on fire. <laughs> yeah, 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 we are, we are. And that's always good news. And speaking about being upwardly mobile, Asian stocks, yeah. they rose with the Australian dollar after China cut interest rates and also, of course, that lenders reserve requirements on Friday. Yeah, they did. Uh, they put it all the way from 4.6%. To 4.35 percent, uh, the People's Bank of China said uh, that it will do that uh, just to support uh, uh, stimulus. But what's also interesting, Sakina, is looking at the MSCI Asia Pacific. Uh, the Australian dollar obviously uh, strengthened quite a bit um, over the weekend. In actual fact, uh, as early as this early hours of this morning, I started seeing it also getting even much stronger. Uh, this is the back, obviously, of the, the slightly weaker weak, uh, dollar uh, that we saw uh, uh, overnight. So what has taken place is that it's helped uh, strengthen some of those uh, industrial companies within the uh, Asian market. Uh, the Hang Seng in China Enterprise also index extended also its monthly gain uh, and with also metals and mixed um, uh, responses, obviously, from the banking side as well. But what it has helped us see, Takina, shows you that how strong information can be and how we can actually move uh, different um, uh, uh, pockets of the market if you have the right news or if you have the bad news, depending on how you're looking at it. I'm looking at the graph for the MSCI Asia Emerging Markets Index for the last three months, looking at specifically on the commodity front as well. Uh, Despite uh, a, a sharp weakening at the beginning of August, you start seeing it picking it up, picking up a little bit in September and also picking up uh, uh, at the beginning of October. So I think a lot of people will be happy with what's taking place, but still very, very volatile times for the Asian market, but they start the week on a positive. And that's good news. And then VW, of course, uh, they've been under the cosh of late, and the CEO, they're returning with a vengeance to try and revive the automaker's reputation. It's your football star, he's back. (laughs) (laughs) He was asked to come back, Matthias Mueller, has been asked to come back, and I think it had to do more with the reputational risk of the fact that you lose a CEO after appointing him uh, in less than two weeks. Uh, You have a scandal that's taking place, that's unfolding, and then at the same time, uh, you are recalling vehicles to come back, um, over 11 million vehicles that need to be reviewed. So it was a very tough one, but uh, Chancellor Angela Merkel met with the uh, CEO of, uh, of Volkswagen, and they are going to be traveling together. Uh, they're going to update uh, the German Chancellor firstly, till she'll be updated, and then they're going to take a trip to China together. Ooh, honeymoon, eh? They're going to go to China. That's our biggest market, by the way, Sakina. And they're going to make uh, an inroad to try and talk to the uh, manufacturers. I know they've got a strong relationship with FAW, which is a Chinese motoring uh, giant. So they're going to be speaking to them to see how they can actually structure uh, this recall properly and how to retain uh, their reputation because that is in tatters at the moment. So very interesting times, but they still have a lot to fix. I mean, Volkswagen is coming to figure out how to fix as many as, like I said, 11 million vehicles which is close to about 30 billion euros worth of a scandal for them. So tough times, tough times. 
certainly is. And then China, the leaders there meeting to discuss financial reforms, economic growth. Yeah, it's called the Plenum. You know, I remember they have it, uh, uh, I think, twice a year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and then the, uh, they are meeting, obviously, uh, with the Chinese ruling Communist Party, uh, which is open to key meeting that will start today. This meeting uh, handles things like that, Sakina, like economic growth, financial reforms. You know why this one is going to be particularly important? Um, you do know that they were planning to target 7% of GDP. They had a shortfall of stocks of late, and you remember what happened in August. And then also that the recovery has not been that strong. Uh, that the, the, or rather, I must say that the plan to slow down the GDP uh, it seems to be not working as well as they thought it would. I think there are going to be some serious decisions being made at this particular plenum. And um, one of the things that they'll be looking at is how do they, in the last quarter now, reach 7%, which I think is going to be quite impossible to reach now. But they're going to talk about how they do that. And they're going to see how they can handle the soft fall of the yuan. Uh, going into the following year, which is 2016. Those are the key matters for me uh, that I want to hear how they're going to handle that. The other one, which is also of concern, obviously, is how are they going to handle um, next year? Obviously, now this year it's a bit too late. How are they going to make sure that the the financial restructuring um, reforms that they've been proposed, how are they going to change now? How are they going to be tweaked to meet with the news crisis that they will not be able to reach the target uh, for this year? So, now, uh, all these things are very important, but um, most importantly is obviously the economic structure and how that's going to look uh, going into next year.